0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Wellness Spring. I'm so delighted to have a lovely new friend with me, Tanya Castillo, who is currently living in Portugal. And I got introduced to her by a beautiful communal friend, Karen Swain. So welcome to Wellness Spring, dear Tanya.
1: Thank you very much, Beverly. It was such a lovely surprise that um, to receive the introduction, the message from Karen that uh, brought us into this opportunity right now. And it's a wonderful um, moment that we can share together and with everyone else, of course, at the same time. So it's wonderful. It replicates and multiplicates the best possible thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And um, for the listeners, if you haven't heard of our dear friend Tanya, she is an award-winning international inspirational speaker and author and holds a degree in communication sciences. And she's also been um, an English school teacher at Linda School in Tomar in Portugal for... 23 years where she was head of communications as well as a creative director at the school and she also developed collaborative educational programs, human development programs and educational consulting out of the box. Um, <laughs> and she's also currently the chairperson for all ladies' league in Portugal, and most importantly for us all today, she is the founder of In Passion Coaching, which apparently is an isness mentoring project, and through this project's She does human development and all sorts of wonderful things, which I would love to hear more about. So could you please explain to the audience, dear Tanya, about the work that you're doing?
1: Is this mentoring is possibly something that's quite strange to hear, so that, and that's the reason why I choose to call it that way. <laughs> yes, I've um, never heard of it before. Right. So what is it? It's very simple. What I do is create a safe space for the reunion of human and divine. So basically, through the compassionate breath, um, I provide this this gentle, warm, compassionate place that is within me that each one has within themselves so through this breath each one can be in that space and therefore start looking at the experiences and uh, the choices that have or have not been made so far to be able to eventually evolve into a peaceful harmonious balanced human being with a life that is joyous, filled with abundant expressions of love and as well interacting in a way that is no longer in opposition to anyone or anything, but rather in such a self-confidence, such a sense of self-worth that all of a sudden nothing else is a competition, but rather a reunion and it is then a celebration to be alive here on Earth now at this moment of change where everyone has been invited actually to stop, shut up, (laughs) and go within. (laughs) So um, basically, when I say this, shut up is like, you know, the mind is always making all of that noise and those conversations going on. And through the compassionate breath, um, people are invited to not need to have it keep quiet, but not to interact with all of that noise and come to space within where there is silence and stillness, and then where clarity is possible. So that's what I do. Fantastic.
0: And can you tell us how you made the transition? Because like myself, I believe you were a Reiki master and teacher, and you Mm -hmm. have a long list of holistic qualifications. And I'm sure that was...
1: So... um... As most of us, um, I um, lived a very regular life that was um, quite senseless, actually, because um, <laughs> I, I, I did do things that I liked somewhat, but I overdid all of them. So basically, it's, it's the life that, that most people live, where there is much more work than anything else. And that at some point we lose track of why we're doing what we're doing. And what on earth is the purpose of being here after all. So, um, this was a questioning I had from a very early age, even as a child, there were many things that didn't make sense to me when I looked around me, but on the other hand, everyone was living that way, so I figured, oh, well, let's, let's just do what everyone else is doing, because that seems to be the normal thing. And so, um, though I was never um, um, normal per se, as no person is, because everyone has this feeling within that they are really not so normal. And then it's interesting because everyone thinks that they're not normal, <laughs> but always tries to be what they think normal is. So uh, this this sense we have from childhood and teenage years, this sense of fitting in or not fitting in or trying to fit in and um, always trying to experience what we see somehow seems to work. So, um, in doing that, I was always quite successful in my endeavors, but um, it felt quite depressing that life would be just that. And um, so when I went to do my um, communi- the, the science communication sciences course, um, it was because I dreamed to be a journalist, and my passion has always been writing ever since i started writing even before i started writing i was always making stories up and and if i could have written them then i would have started writing much earlier anyway i wanted to be a journalist because i wanted to be an agent of change because i at that time believed that if i could somehow pour some shed some light onto things that weren't being said or that were hidden or somehow not being acknowledged, it it could maybe bring change to places that seemed to be going through so much struggle and pain in the world. Then um, I very early realized that journalism wasn't really that and to be a freelancer, I would have to go through all sorts of other things which I realized I didn't really want to. Because um, I'd have to fit in with the norm of whatever newspaper, TV, channel, radio I chose. And um, so I had a big, big um, disillusioning moment at at that time. But I still went on with the course and then chose marketing and PR as uh, a deviation from there within the same course. And um, so basically I went on living the the normal life and um, I started teaching English because my mother owned a language school and um, so at that time it was the job was available and I started doing that at the beginning it was really, really hard for me to fit into that. But then I, I continued and realized it was an evolving, an evolving experience that, that would help me grow. Anyway, at some point on my journey, I also was very, um, adept at fitness and, uh, I worked in the fitness industry for 25 years. I owned my own gym. Wow. And at the age of 23, I opened my own business. Wow. Um, so, uh, I was always success-driven, not in order to compare or be better than anyone else, just because I had so much energy that I had to be doing something with it. Sooner or later, I realized that um, this was all... Within me, there was a lot of a lot of things that needed to be seen and acknowledged and transformed And that was a lot of energy that was hidden in my In myself in myself not lack of self-worth actually in in my self uh, view and um, so Of course some of the viewers might not be into this but coming from many other lifetimes um, and so I started meditating, it was my first uh, approach, because um, I needed something to, to calm me down and then I went into a lot of different healing modalities, Reiki, Magnified Healing, Karuna Reiki, and um, Prismology of Light Healing, a lot of different things. And I did practice them all very, in a very disciplined manner. Because I, I really believed that they were f- there for a purpose and that they would lead me somewhere. And they did. They, they produced a lot of healing, a lot of transformation, um, brought me a lot of clarity. At some point, I felt the nudge from within. Okay, now we're going to let go of absolutely every single practice and just breathe. So I've actually got a series called Just Breathe. Um,
0: Just Breathe,
1: meaning... (laughs) Yeah, you saw the series, right?
0: Your series, yeah, it's incredible. And I was going to ask you to explain about that as well. But...
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Just Breathe. And that was frightening at that moment where I I received that invitation because I did all of my daily healing... um, um alignments and uh what what not to get myself out into the world um in a protected kind of sphere of whatever i believed would would be uh safe and then this invitation from my soul from from inside of me was saying okay but now the safe safe space is really right here inside of you and no longer are we going to need to be creating anything with <laughs> any healing modality. Because if you can trust me, well, in this case, my my soul, my, my deepest wisdom, if you can trust, allow me to show you a new way. And so that was, oh, my God, how do I do this? And at that moment, it was quite a a challenge but I accepted the invitation I said okay yes I trust 100% and I will follow this guidance and so I put all of my manuals in the recycling bin and stopped all of the healing modalities it was just you know I like Oh, my God. And the funny thing is, it's not because these healing modalities were wrong or useless. Much on the contrary. I practiced them so, so dis- in such a disciplined manner that they brought me to that, to the yeah. moment where they were no longer going to be used. So it's just like any other tool. When we use tools to make or build something, we don't use them forever because at some point you build that thing and you don't need the tool anymore. So it was sort of like, okay, now we've built what we need in order to now go on one step at a time from the inner guidance. And so my, my soul, my wisdom showed me this image of um, being here and then taking a step, but not knowing what the ground is. So there's no ground, but you take a step anyway and the ground shows up and then you put both feet on that new ground and the ground behind disappears and to go about my life in that way. So this was the, the invitation. Step, there's no ground, but you trust there is ground and the ground shows up and you're there and what was before is no longer necessary. So it disappears and you can't go back. And yeah, it worked and it worked. Uh, It was very challenging, obviously, Um, but also very enlightening because all of those parts of me that had been hiding in the dark recesses of unwanted self of unacceptability Got to come forward. They had the opportunity of showing themselves. And so I was faced with really very very Frightening and hard things to accept but because I was in the space of compassion from the depths of my soul everything became Acceptable and I was capable of embracing each each memory each trauma Everything just could come, and I would just stay and breathe so there you the just breathe is really the staying is the staying here and now, because the breath is happening always in the moment,, yes. so it is a practice of nowness. <laughs> <laughs> No, I totally
0: understand. And for years I've been teaching various forms of um, breath work. Some are more similar to what Patrick McEwen, who I mentioned earlier is the world-renowned authority for nasal breathing, for sleep performance, uh, sleep and performance, and, Mm -hmm. you know, practicing the different styles. and. People can yeah. relate to this, you know, everybody can relate to science based exercises. They, they do, however, struggle thinking that you can heal your body through these breathing exercises. And for years, you know, because of my background, I've taught people to do stomach breathing to help allay stress mm-hmm. and anxiety. I've had a lot of people around me with panic attacks and so forth. And I think it's important, you know, I've learned so many different types of breathing and the alternative nasal breathing I learned in a yoga class probably mm-hmm. 30 odd years ago. Yeah. Um, however, what, um, what really changed my life was doing um, what some people call rebirthing. But mm-hmm. um, what I trained to do as a breath worker It is similar to what Wim Hof does, but not with the pauses Mm -hmm. in between and the extreme heat and cold. So it was called Sacred Breath. And after my first session, oh my goodness, I was on cloud nine. It was like no thoughts at all in my head. It was just sheer bliss. And I was like, I want more of this. I want more of this. I was on a high, you know, a natural high. And my partner was like, wow, what's going on? You know, he was wondering, you know, what what had happened. And people around me were like, what's happened? And I was like, I just love it. It's so amazing. (laughs) And um, yeah, and I went on and I must have done about 100. And then that's including my training as well. And it's very hard for people to understand it. And I, I I post just breathe, just breathe, and I do loads of tips for people, even putting alarms in your phone and at random times and when yeah. they go off, I put yeah. I put words like peace or joy, I never know what it is, and I stop and I do a conscious breath. Because I say to people mm-hmm. there's nothing more delicious than stopping and yeah. taking a breath and allowing it to connect. Right. And You know, whatever you do, and you go, you then look at what you're doing and say, if the word was peace, do I feel peaceful? Am I doing this from a peaceful manner, or if I were to do it peaceful now, how would it change? And I put it everywhere. Just breathe. So, when I was chatting with Karen, she went, "Oh my God, I've got to introduce you to my best friend in Portugal, because you two (laughs) have a lot in common." But What I liked about um, your work in your series, um, because you do, like everybody says, they want to connect with the love or soul or essence or life force inside them. But not everybody has got the courage to do that. And when I listened to one of your talks and you were like, really? Throw all my manuals away and... You want me to put them in the bin what if i save them or what if i give them to someone and you were like getting the message no that work is done and you don't want to project that on others just get rid of it get rid of it and i was thinking oh my god one time i'd written my own reiki manual and we moved from australia me to- too <laughs> yeah, really- it's the one i wrote i threw them all out oh, the- i We'd left it in a friend's um, cave here in Australia when we went to France. And mm. um, we came back a couple of years later because we left Australia and hurry up. Things were in different friends' um, apartments or homes. And he'd been away and had a flood. And of course came back and never really checked in his cave and all my stuff was destroyed. And it was like, okay, Uh. not meant to use it. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I I guess sometimes the universe um, directs you with unknowingly to you with you're not getting the message as blatantly. But what can you give to people who are just advice, who are just starting out on this pathway because you know people um when we go to school we're taught how to think and not what to think and also nobody on this planet is telling us how to stop thinking because our monkey yeah. mind is <laughs> <laughs> so i know you've got the answers
1: for this <laughs> Yeah, the whole thing is that is um, Stop one thing would be stop trying to figure out How to stop thinking because that is not possible like you don't figure it out. It happens per se and The transformation happens in that very same way. It's first of all making a really clear choice and from what i have perceived from so many people i've been in in contact with and work with over the years that i have been working with integration the enough has to be big enough so (laughs) how how big is your enough this would be the first question for one to ask oneself okay how big is my enough um once the enough is big enough there will be no questions asked meaning the small human self will always pitch in so in this case the mind which is formatted with all of the boxes and so will pitch in and say oh but why but what if and so on and but if you're determined enough if your choice is firm enough that i do choose love I do choose this change I do choose to finally surrender into that which I have tapped into because one would not be considering this if one had not tapped into it yet so it's that feeling it could have been fleeting doesn't matter but but somehow you've tapped into it otherwise the the question wouldn't even be there as to wait a minute there's something else I want something else for me so getting out of the struggle mode is essential because we've learned to build our lives from what we've seen in our capitalist societies around the world if, if we live in that kind of world and even in when if we don't I mean it influences absolutely everything It's like you have to make an effort or struggle towards Uh, an aim to achieve a name and here this is also an essential thing there it's not a name it's coming home it's staying here it's not going (laughs) anywhere (laughs) it's absolutely the opposite it's letting go of the need to struggle letting go of the need to strive for or to achieve something within your journey of Transcendence of transformation because then usually what happens is that we transport all of our regular habits into our spiritual journey or into our um, unfolding awareness of ourselves so to make it easier already try not to transport any of that like it does not require struggle but it does require and this is the main fundamental essential thing determination a commitment that is my dog now started started barking outside (laughs) do you mind if i go and open the door for it for the dog to come in no otherwise he won't shut up sorry about that (laughs) okay so let me go back a commitment that is so so strong that nothing will convince you of anything else like you are so so decided and determined this is what I want that no matter how tough it gets because it, it does get tough Because there are resistances along the way and that makes it challenging to change into a different mode, into a different paradigm, into a different way of perceiving. So the commitment, the determination, this is fundamental. That's why the question, how big is my enough, is essential. Because then one can see, hmm, do I uh, do I fear I'm going to miss these um, intricate games I play <laughs> <laughs> with myself and others in order to keep drama in place? What would my life be like if I no longer have any of this kind of entertainment? Like if, if life is no longer dramatic and hard and uh, painful and if there's no more suffering for me these are fundamental things because this is what keeps the game going on
0: exactly and you know recently i did a a course with william whitecloud and he's the author of the magician's way and he does a lot of work with um the belief system so as you know we um from the time of conception we learn from our mother till the age of two and this is about how we feel love and then mm-hmm. from two till four traditionally we would go out the father would take us the highest mountain to show us how to bring love into the world and we develop belief systems around this um, depending on whether our mother and father fulfilled these needs and We don't really, we think we're living the life. Some people are very successful wherever they determine success Mm -hmm. is, whether it's having the biggest car and house and et cetera, et cetera, loads of money or whatever it means to them to be successful. But there's still that emptiness that you talked about because we're living from our uh, perceived ideas, the lies that we made up about ourselves from our parents not treating us in a certain way or being around and then it's about consciously making that effort to you know start again have a second chance of life to um, change our belief systems so we can start but like you were saying some people are so caught up in the dramas and to them the dramas even if they had the conscious choice of letting go the dramas they don't want to because they're so addicted to the dramas and even you know so it's about people wanting to make a change but sometimes Mm -hmm. people don't realize that they're playing out
1: these because of their belief systems but well it all starts and ends with belief systems so that's that's the 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 place to to start the transformation these belief systems can only be questioned from a deeper space of wisdom within that has no belief systems so if if one cannot come into that space within with the inner tutor yeah that will show a a, a clean slate the belief systems cannot be addressed and chosen again. And one of the biggest ones is, of course, because that's the way things are supposed to be until we remember, that we, didn't, we weren't taken care of or our parents didn't give us the love that we needed. And that's ultimately what brings us to our love within. So being able to perceive that as not the way out but the way in is an important step towards letting go of the need to find blame somewhere. So, yes, basically for most humans, the love was not there or was not enough. It was not perceived in the way that the child could feel um, whole. And yet that is what led the person sooner or later to really say it's enough, I have to fill this void some other way. And then realize that the love, the mother and father are deeply ingrained within within that source consciousness, within that uh, power of life that is here and now in each one of us and so that that makes us make the transition because at some point it becomes so unbearable that we just have to surrender to another way <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i totally agree and it's usually as well when something tragic happens in your life and yeah. like you said now it's um been an opportunity for people to look within with the current um situation the uncertainty globally and not knowing mm-hmm. what is going to happen and for a lot of people who have lost lost loved ones or lost their job and or lost um the way of living as they knew it you know so um yeah it's um yeah what it would So switching
1: be... from doom to opportunity yes. is is a really you know really powerful step, and it's so productive because within that doomy scenario, that gloomy scenario, there is the chance of a new dawn. Definitely, so here, really allowing another perspective. Yes. I, I totally agree
0: with you. And um, when we were talking about love earlier and Reiki, for me, when I had my first Reiki session, because a big drama happened in my life, and I didn't think it worked. And to cut a long story short, it did anyway. And then I had another Reiki session, mm-hmm. and it completely transformed my life. I was able to give the, forgive the person for what he had done to me. And I could see everything, the beauty in everything, the love in everything. And I I was just like, oh, my God, this is wonderful. And a friend had nagged me to do Reiki for years. And I just thought, oh, no, it's too woo-woo. You know, it's (laughs) coming from a medical background and religious background. It was like, oh, no, I don't want to get into it. But I found that when I give someone Reiki, Just allowing the universal energy to pass through and just to feel that divine love. And you go into a different space, um, as you know yourself. And, you know, just the satisfaction when the clients feel that love and describe what they feel. And for me, I was overwhelmed the first time I felt this divine love. And when I get confirmation from the clients, it's just such a magical space to be in. And I'm just wondering if there's your mother is spiritual or your father or anybody else. No, no, well, not at
1: all. No, (laughs) no. Actually, I had to. I had to find my own way. Um, My mother's Jehovah's Witness, so she is religious, but not in this uh, same sense. My father is an atheist. Um, and actually has a chronic depression and has had for a long, long time. So it's not something that I found because someone else in the family was into any of this. Um, that was actually what led me to to go deeper within. And at an early age, um, I, around about 12, 13, I already was very clear also with my mother that I didn't not want to follow the religion itself, and she was very very respectful always, I never tried to impose any beliefs on me. Though of course I I'd, I'd learned stuff, but I was uh, also always questioning all of it. So I never really took anything as this is law, this is truth. That yeah. made my heart my life a little bit hard, of course, because. It was like, oh gosh, this doesn't make sense. But on the other hand, I have to go along with it because in certain situations and um, until I was old enough to really halt everything and realize, no, I'm not going to keep on just going along with all of these uh, beliefs just because I need to fit in, there has to be another way because this void is just too painful to carry on with. And as a child, I, I lived um, a very lonely life. So um, I was alone from, like from birth, my mother would not hold me very often. Wow. She didn't know how, I mean, she was completely um, far away from how to be a mom and she didn't really want to be a mom at that time. She was 25 years old and it didn't really fit in with her. And uh, today we're very good friends. And, um, you know, we, we share a beautiful, loving uh, relationship and there are no hard feelings whatsoever. And actually my mother herself has been able to uh, speak about moments in her life where she felt so lost and so incapable that she realizes that she wasn't there, but that she couldn't really have done it any other way because she just um, couldn't be there for herself either. So it's a wonderful experience and opportunity that we have to be the love that we've been seeking. But being the love is not a mental concept. It is really something that, that is felt from deep within. and and that then, as I said, embraces all of that which is unacceptable in ourselves and in everyone in our lives. And that produces a huge transformation and it really changes uh, the way then we see the world around us, the way we see the people that we interact with, the way we see life. And um, there's a lot of uh, talk about you know, a human, humanity raising consciousness and all of this. But really, the new earth and, and the, the different experience, it starts with each one that chooses to make it happen for oneself. We can't create the new earth for anyone else. We create it in our own experience, in our own reality. And by experiencing it, it of course raises some eyebrows, but mostly... It brings people forward to say, mm, wow, you are really in a place that I'd like to be. How did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, instead of blaming and
0: judging and criticizing people, um, I guess it, when we come from a place of love and we're radiating love, then people feel it and like you say then it sparks something within them and Mm -hmm. i just think that's um that's and they don't need to change
1: they can be themselves when they're with us as well and and that's also a piece for them exactly and yeah like you were saying
0: um dr wayne dyer is always quoted be the change you want to see in in the world and you know it it all starts with us I've always said to people you you know you when you look outside for happiness that happiness is not really yours whether it's buying a new dress or this or that or the other because it's um expendable but when you find that real love inside you you don't care whether you're single or in a relationship or what is going on around you. You just feel so happy. Um, yeah. You're like a moth to the flame and people come to you. And,
1: yeah. um, well, and they feel at ease. They feel, they, they, they feel accepted. That's the whole point because you're not trying to insist on anyone being anything else. You're just being you. You fully and not you, the personality traits that you believed yourself to be, but a you that is beyond that and that therefore is not attached to any single form or format. Exactly. And
0: I like the way you describe the love within you. And on one of your videos, I watched um, that you were sitting in a bus shelter. And there was that amazing poster of you in the bus shelter with your, your book, um, Be Love. Do you want to explain about that? Because, and explain about your journey with the school and how things, because it, I know you said you have to trust and, and your want has to be big enough, but for most of us, we wouldn't be able to comprehend what it took to, throw all your teachings absolutely everything away and I was freaking out when I was listening to you saying you're taking a step but there was nothing there and the ground had to come up and and so forth so yeah um and
1: yeah yeah so that level of trust is really um you know uh we tend to think oh well but i'll trust like 60% and then we'll see and, <laughs> and it doesn't really work that way either either it's trust or it isn't because even if it's 99 it's not 100% but so in terms of um, in in the education system i i of course as at that time that i myself was was evolving within my own perception of ...of what was going on in my inner world, I I was still an English teacher. And as an English teacher, I uh, interacted with children and and teenagers and adults. And um, I was passionate about watching uh, people uh, evolve through language learning. um, Because within teaching English, we can bring up a lot of themes that... um, make people uh, discuss uh, with each other and eventually um, create new perceptions. And and that happened for for many years. And um, then at some point, uh, I started also receiving invitations from um, schools. So what happened with the book, Be Love Beyond Illusion, was that a friend of mine who's a psychology teacher at a professional school here in my town had read my book. because She went to the book presentation that I had done some months pre- previously and she enjoyed it. And so she had this idea that for St. Valentine's, they would create a whole project around my book. And wow. so they created an, inter, an interdisciplinary project where, um, in psychology, they discussed uh, certain themes that were in the book. In Portuguese, they created um, love letters and poems um, within the Portuguese um, learning uh, curriculum. So, in uh, graphic design, they created the poster and in, in um, drawing class, they, they made illustrations for the chapters and uh, so and i can't remember i think that was it so there was um a lot of collaboration between the different teachers and the, the students within the different uh, subjects and so the culmination was the um, the this sort of workshop around the theme of love on St Valentine's Day that was exactly last year seems oh, wow. to have been ages ago but it was um on 14 february last year and uh, There were over 200 uh, teenagers in in the room and it was just such an incredible experience, so first of all, I'd never ever dream for that book, which is Profoundly transformational and it really shakes the cage so um, some people uh, friends that that have read it love it so much you know this is the bible for me that that it really helps me change within and um, to have so many teenagers read it and work on it was whoa wow how can this even be possible um so mainstream school everything is pretty normal but then things happen you know things just happen they 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 come your way And then from there, I went still to another school because um, someone was there that enjoyed the presentation and then wanted it also at their school. And um, then there were all of these connections happening. But for me, the incredible thing was to realize, oh, there really are no limitations. The limitations are what we perceive. But if we are available and open Things, the most incredible things happened. So I am, um, last year as well in February, I, I, I taught a mindfulness with conscious breath workshop to 33 teachers at a Catholic school. So we're talking about a private Catholic college and the priest is the director and he invited me to go and teach a mindfulness <laughs> through compassionate breath two-day workshop to wow. the teachers there. And the nuns who were in there loved it so much. They they said, we will invite you back because we also want to do one of these for the nuns. And um, That's then it's just incredible things. So, you know, when we think um, we have, we, we tend to limit um, our, our expanded vision of what is possible to what we think others will think about what we do and what we say but if we allow people to just come to us and things to just come to us things that we could never ever imagine happen so also happened with my soul songs book this book here which was so this book was redesigned wait a minute by the teenagers in that school so the following this school year this last school year they decided to create um so these are the separation pages and then there's the um, the soul songs which are these pages which have the flowers are photographs of mine but they have been of course worked on because they didn't look anywhere near what they look like right now so you see they they did a beautiful job and so after that book presentation the graphic design teacher said would you happen to have any material that we could work on for editorial design and so we would make that our school project for the year so for 2020 2021 They used this book of mine in English and in Portuguese to redesign. So they did the whole redesign and they still did a set of cards, which I uh, wanted to get made for the book itself. So people can pick a card and, and see the message. I'll take one out here. So, so song six, if you knew you are an angel, would you pretend? Would you forget? Would you lie in pain, scream in vain? Or would you let me caress your heart and lift you up? This is from the soul to the human. Wow. Wow.
0: So these
1: kids, so this was now the class of 12, were working on this book for four months. And then in May this year, we had the launch of this new version. And it was again incredible because this book of course they don't have to read it but they received one book each anyway but to do the design they have to feel into it they have to of course touch base with what is there and it is um, a sharing of my experience and journey into falling into trust precisely so I used to every single day ask my essence my soul. Okay. What is it that you would like to experience today? How can how can my human? um, Vessel be Be here for the soul's experience today And so I would receive daily invitations From my essence and then of course that would completely change what I was experiencing so for instance, Okay, today, let, let's experience gentleness. And uh, so the whole day, no matter what was already in it, was then experienced from a space of gentleness or um, compassion or whatever. So um, here I only share 31, so like one for each day of the month. But I did this for, for uh, over two years. Every single day wow. I had these experiences going. And um, it's obviously completely transformational because it's no longer me having to be the me that I believed myself to be and allowing myself to discover what is it like if I am a divine human? What What is daily life like? What How can this be tangible in every single experience? And so this book is for anyone who'd like to 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 touch with that and so it's not things that belong to a certain um, sphere of just um, special people or whatever it's for anyone any person who really would like to change perspective to listen to their own inner wisdom and and fall into that trust and fall so deep into that trust that the transformation happens so it happens naturally it's not something we force ourselves into and it's staying in that space of soul for so long that then there's nothing else and then you're there all the time and so i don't need to remind myself to breathe for instance because it's a constant uh flow I, i am in that space of of staying in in that um, safe awareness that stillness within all the time but of course that requires practice just like any other thing we've ever learned because it is an unlearning process first of all and that's the hardest part
0: (laughs) exactly that's what i say to everyone and then
1: the learning the learning is different from the other learning because it's not learning that we keep stuffed and into files it's learning for today and now and then it goes away so it's each moment is new it's not something you keep in frames to remind yourself you don't need to because the trust is so so big that you know that each moment it presents itself in the most beautiful way from your soul Wow, I've got goosebumps now just
0: listening to you. That was so profound. And also what came to mind just for those students as well to do an actual project. One they're
1: doing a working project on a real tangible project. Oh, and then- they were so happy about that. You know, receiving a book that has the name in it. Because yeah. we wrote the graphic design was made by these people. It was, wow. they were so proud of themselves, so happy, you know, like this is a real project. It's a book that's going to be in the hands of people all over the world. They were just so happy.
0: Oh my goodness. I
1: can't wait to buy the book and where where can people get the book? So this book is available um, on my website. There is a, a button to to see where my books are. Uh, so in paperback it's only available through me so it has to be ordered and i send it by post and in ebook format it's available on amazon Fantastic. so one can find soul songs the melody within or in portuguese um Baladas da alma if anyone's listening in portuguese <laughs> um it is uh, in ebook format on amazon and on that also was created by them
0: great and what's your website
1: my website is inpassioncoaching.com. Wonderful. So that stands for Inspiring Passion.
0: Oh, so beautiful. I'll put it with the written information with the show notes as well. And um, Thank you. Um, before we wind up. Do you think you could do just um, a little taster of your conscious Oh, breathing? yes. Because I think the listeners, you know, would love it. And just to have that. Would that would be lovely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so let's do that then. Right, so I invite you to close your eyes and just be as comfortable as possible. If possible, if you can lean back or lie back, that would be ideal. That there is no um, need to hold your head up. So I invite you to take a deep, sweet breath through your nose. And as you are inhaling, allowing your belly to expand naturally. And then to just exhale in your own time through your nose again. Please notice that if it is not easy to open up your belly when you breathe in, it doesn't matter. Just allow yourself to be here. For your breath to find you and with each inhale through your nose which is a deep but soft and gentle inhale allow yourself to relax into the breath And when you exhale through your nose, allow all of the air out and allow the breath to become wider, but without having to force it or control it in any way, allowing yourself to slip into the breath just as if you were slipping into a warm bathtub that is so welcoming. So when you inhale, feel yourself slipping into your body. And when you exhale, feel yourself slipping in even further, letting go of the breath while you stay. Allowing the thoughts to just float on the surface with no interaction from you. Your focus, your attention is fully and completely in your breath. You stay just enjoying the warmth, the peace of being in your breath, always inhaling. Bringing your attention now deeper down into your belly. Down into the core of you. It is your gravity center. The space where I invite you now to stay. Breathing into your core. Breathing out from your core and allowing the silence, the stillness. that precious safe space within you to involve you, to embrace you as the breath forms a circle in which you stay always inhaling deeply and softly through your nose and equally exhaling through your nose just enjoying staying May your presence in this now moment enlighten your day each moment. As you stay in the warmth of your safe space within, as you remain aware of the breath, Of its gentle caress through your body, keeping you nourished and at peace. I invite you now to very gently start feeling your fingers, your toes and preparing to open your eyes in your own time, remaining in your breath, in your body in your core.
0: Thank you. Oh, my goodness. That was truly amazing. You've got a voice of an angel.
1: Thank you very much. Wow. So that is the breath. That is the compassionate breath that I share. That's
0: wonderful. And so for the listeners, this is the main component of your work. And Mm -hmm. when we spoke a few weeks ago, I know you were doing a lovely retreat with um, a couple of people. and I know that's a big part of your work as well. And
1: your yeah, membership. I work. Yeah, I work very in a very personalized way. So um, the only thing where I do have uh, group sessions is is breath um, breath sessions. So I book random compassionate breath sessions, which anyone can join. Um, so the, there's always a free trial. Then they have a cost per session, and um, We do individual retreats, so I take on maximum three people and each person has their own private sessions and the integration work, the integration coming back into oneness, coming back into wholeness is done with the breath. So the person will always be will be invited to be in this space and from this space of compassion, then the awareness is widened and questions are asked and each one is is invited to see for themselves so the person is invited to find their own wisdom always that is the whole the whole thing the whole shifting point because if you feel it within then it stays
0: i totally agree and you know that was magic with the breathwork and i'm sure anybody who's listening and Sits and um, sits with it will get a great understanding of what you do, and I believe you do them on Zoom as well. So yeah, yeah, so anyone, world.
1: anywhere. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, basically. So, thank you it very is, much. I love doing this. I mean, it's not something I do, really, you know. <laughs> it's like um, saying I do it is strange because it's not something that is done, it's just. Um, It's just a being here with this.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Just being. And we're all um, born with the preconception that we've got to do something. And we all keep so busy, 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 busy. Yeah. You know, and also I just want to um, say to the listeners as well that, you know, it's remarkable that you had such a strong trust because for a lot of people to not have a regular income, and not know where that income is coming from and to give throw everything away and just trust that work will um, come to you. And it's incredible that since you threw everything away, many other doors of opportunity have opened up to you and incorporating, for example, the students that you mentioned and doing much bigger and greater things for humanity and for the world, which maybe you'd never thought of being possible before.
1: It's just so simple, you know. It just sort of shows itself moment to moment when we're ready for it. It's like, okay, now here's a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, and it's always unimaginable for sure. Wow. Well, I definitely really... so I don't even try and sort of, you know, I don't have people's. Um, uh, there's this thing, believe in your dreams. I don't have any dreams anymore. I don't wow. have to dream anything because it's just all happening now all the time. And so whatever comes my way is always magnificent in its own beautiful way and so it's just okay so there's nothing to wait for you know and nothing to work work towards it's just the being in this all the time
0: wow i can't imagine what that's like because i've experienced moments of it and sometimes a bit longer but to be in that space continually it it must be
1: very magical and it is, and it's it's what is here for each and every single one of us. Really, it's it, and it's it's not something that happens uh, like from one day to the next. It just unfolds, and yeah. then at a certain point, that's it. There's nothing else. It's it's really just a simple thing to keep on allowing in complete openness, and then it just somehow achieves critical mass (laughs) and then there's nothing else you know it's like boom there you are okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i'm very happy that you achieved that state and you're expanding your love and helping millions around the world so uh thank you very much beverly pleasure Keep up your good work and thank you for that wonderful gift of a meditation. I was expecting like a few seconds of breathing. So that was a really, really wonderful treat.
1: Thank um, you. Thank you so much. I, I look forward to... And keep on sharing all of these things and these wonderful people that you bring about in your program. And that is so beautiful what you're doing. Thank you. And um, I wish everyone that's watching, watching, a very peaceful and serene day. Thank you. Thank you.